Welcome to episode six of Green Minds Think Alike. Uh, joining me today here in Durham again is Laurel Creech from Nashville, Tennessee. Laurel, thanks for, for joining us. Sure, good afternoon. So I start the podcast typically asking sort of give me your elevator uh, speech or spiel if you were to describe what you do for, for the city of Nashville. Sure. So I am the assistant director for a new division of sustainability that's only been around for about eight months, and it was seeded out of the previous administration to really embed sustainability into all the work that we're doing throughout Metro government in Nashville, Tennessee. So my specific role is starting the Department of General Services with developing this new division, mostly focused on Metro-owned facilities and increasing energy efficiency and renewable energy portfolio, and also monitoring and benchmarking our our energy utility use, as well as looking at our fleet and trying to electrify our fleet and our janitorial and landscaping services. And then the hope is to begin to seed a division of sustainability in every department within Metro National Government. So where is it housed, you know, where you're at? Are you sort of in a public works um, role or where are you within the government structure there? So I am in a specific department of general services and that department oversees 45% of the building stock and for Nashville, Tennessee, we're a city county consolidated government, so we've got 4 million square feet and about 100 facilities, large different portfolio of utilization of those types of facilities. Um, I previously, I was in the mayor's office overseeing sustainability uh, for six years in the previous mayoral administration, and so it's been very interesting to be embedded in a department and have my own budget and hiring staff and very specific goals and metrics. So it's been nice to be able to marry what I learned in the mayor's office overseeing the whole sustainability office and now into a specific department and overseeing that. What you kind of described sounded pretty data-driven just in terms of energy and metrics. Um, Maybe talk about how you deal with data or is that you know really sort of what you're what you'd be looking at and using in in your uh, in your role? Yeah, so definitely with our energy management. So we have uh, we have 31 building automation systems, 21 lead certified buildings, and then our BAS systems are on six different platforms. And so one of our first things we're trying to do is to consolidate that into one centralized dashboard. And then in addition to that, we've only been tracking our energy use for our facilities three years. So we have three years of data. So we're looking at trending and benchmarking, and then we're doing ASHRAE level one audits on all of our facilities right now. So we'll have a really good baseline to determine what kind of capital improvements we need to do, what focus areas we need to look at, and how much that's gonna be. And then we also conducted our, our department was in charge of the greenhouse gas emissions inventory, which we just released about two months ago for both municipal and community inventories. And so we are trying to do a better job at tracking that data because once again, it was like sifting through a pool, trying to grab stuff from multiple different departments and utilities to get that data. So we're trying to make that more centralized as well. So do you feel like that's sort of your your biggest hurdle is, you know, trying to pull that all together? Or what are what are some of the other hurdles that you find in being able to achieve the goals that you're setting out? Um, well, having such a big portfolio and having some sort of uh, third party software to help make that more efficient and effective and looking at what what can we what do our needs are so we can find the match instead of many people pitching us and trying to make whatever they have work for us 
And because we're only 45% of the building stock, what we're looking at is potentially consolidating more facilities under our department. So we need this to be able to grow and to adapt to ongoing uh, facilities that come underneath us. And we're also the department's responsible for capital projects. So we tend to build one to two projects every year, and they always are lead silver at a minimum. So there's also a bit of that challenge to think about, okay, we're constantly adding new facilities, and so how can we continue to manage and monitor what we have existing as well as bringing on new ones too? What, um, what, I mean, the built environment seems to be like your major focus there. What are some other unique aspects to what the sustainability office in, um, in Nashville is trying to do? What's, what's unique in regards to Nashville, whether it be geographic or legislative or anything along those lines into, into what you're trying to accomplish? Well, what's one thing about Nashville is that we are a very citizen-engaged community. A lot of that show we had a natural disaster in 2010, a devastating flood, and we had multiple of citizens just come out and volunteer, and they've continued that civic engagement ongoing. So be able to harness that energy and enthusiasm and put that to good use is something that's really unique about Nashville. And some of the programs and projects that we've done and continue to do is around energy efficiency and residential properties where we utilize volunteers to go in and do the label labor to do the retrofits and then all the supplies are donated by a third-party vendor or sponsor and so it's free to the homeowner and then we do pre and post surveying for the homeowner as well as the volunteers because they're learning things too and we also do energy bill comparisons and so when it comes to outside of metro government we are working with equity pieces and really trying to do these energy retrofits in community by community so we're not spraying we're focusing on one community doing as many retrofits as we can and moving to another so that that community's carbon footprint is reduced as a whole. Are, do you feel like um, having budget to do all these programs is, is an issue? I mean, if, if somebody said, boy, you know, if you could have one thing to help you with, with what you're doing, is it a bag of money? Is it uh, more time? Is it more resources? What is it that you would, you're, you would like to have there in, in Nashville? I think it's more of telling the story and the marketing tool. So uh, fortunately, what's different about being in an apartment is that I am able to ask for a budget. And and so far, I've been very fortunate to get the budget I've asked for because I have ROI. I'm showing what that return on investment is to taxpayers as I'm implementing those funds. And that's specifically for Metro projects. Now for the residential retrofit programs, having partnerships with nonprofits, the private sector as donors, and also foundations, that's how that works. So um, I would say we want more and more people to take advantage of this. We have the volunteers and we have the lab- we have the materials and we have the money, but it's just folks don't really understand the value of it. And so that's where we need help with is communicating that storytelling and sharing best practices. With the uh, with the re- retrofit programs, what have you seen has been the biggest return on your investment? I mean, is it that education piece, or is it you know um, insulation, or something that you're doing from a you know an actual physical improvement on on the homes? That have, you know, do you see that it, it's really sort of the education piece, or is, is it these built pieces that have had the biggest impact on you know your return on investment and energy efficiency for the homeowner? Uh, I think it's the c- collective community impact. So it, it it starts with one person and 
they experience it and they're first not sure what it means like I'm having strangers come into my house they're gonna be doing what they're gonna be crawling around and putting different types of things in in my house it's kind of odd but we do it and their energy bill goes down they've really enjoyed the upgrades and then they tell their neighbor before that the neighbor tells the neighbor and neighbor tells the neighbor and we always put a sign in their yard so that that helps sort of um, continue to spread the word that this is what we're doing and so then you have by the time you know six months to a year you have the whole street that's participated and hopefully then that branches out and then they start asking questions like if they go to their faith-based organization saying hey maybe we need to redo the lights here or maybe we need to do this and reduce our energy costs so this money can go to better use and then before you know it it's not only them but it's also the volunteers and then it's just continuing to spread that and then you can begin to see the reduced carbon therefore emissions and then this impact as a whole for the city. So what other programs do you see now that you've sort of broken through some of those barriers of getting into people's homes and, and getting them to think you've sort of created that relationship? What are some of the follow-up programs maybe you're thinking about trying to implement there in Nashville? Well, that's that's a great question. We'd love to bring this to the commercial sector. I mean, obviously volunteers aren't going to be interested in doing that and that be a good fit, but we would love to try to get the commercial sector to try to be more transparent with their energy use. I mean, residences are pretty, when they volunteer for this project, they obviously give up their energy bills and they're not ashamed of it and we're helping them improve those but it would be really nice especially for those rental properties to do some sort of participatory participatory program with us to help them reduce their energy bills for their um, for the residents so when you at some point in time walk away from from this program what are some of the goals or things that you'd like to see achieved um, you know and sort of a legacy if you will of, of what you've been able to th- accomplish there in Nashville Well, I think from the inside metro government, of course, is increasing our renewable energy. And our renewable energy right now, we have on seven facilities. Our largest installment is about 35 um, kilowatts. And so we like to continue to grow that behind the meter. We like to do it as much behind the meter as possible and eventually get to a place where we can store it, which we haven't gotten there yet. Um, Also doing a much better job at energy management and getting real-time data. We still don't have real-time data from our utilities. So that would be a big win from that perspective. So you're you're TVA, right? Yes. Yes, Yes. and then we have a local Muni, National Electric Service, NES. And um, they are, are managed by Metro government, but they're, you know, they have a lot of responsibilities with TVA, so there's some challenges there. Um, and then from the residential sector, I think it's continuing to do more and more retrofits and getting the language and people talking about the value of that and making that a stronger impact on the city. Are there areas that you're curious about that you're looking at learning more about or when, when it comes to your job and, and role? Do, are there certain things you're you're still interested in learning about to, to help make improvements? Um, well, there's two two areas. One is we are wanting to do a very large solar installation on our existing buildings, and so right now we're kind of doing a cost analysis on what buildings, how do we prioritize that? Do we buy the solar panels outright, or do we do a rental, rent-to-own, or what's the type of relationship? So we're, we're doing some research on that and talking to best practices to other US, USDN and SSDN cities, which is very helpful. Um, the second piece is that we oversee all the landscaping for Metro government, and so we manage the, um, the landscape contract. And we also have a lot of stormwater control measures on our properties, and our landscape people don't understand those. 
And then as the stormwater control measures, we don't really have an expert in that. So we're looking to hire a green infrastructure manager for our department, which I hear when I look at other cities, that's kind of unique. Um, to, and that person would be responsible for both the landscape contract and managing our stormwater control measures at the same time. And they would have obviously a sustainability and a stormwater speci specialization. Mm -hmm. One of the things I like to wrap up with is, you know, as with more and more people getting interested in this profession, what, what, what sort of advice would you give or what sort of lessons learned that you have come across would you want to give to those sort of following in your footsteps? Well, there's not a set practice for sustainability. Um, my evolution is a little bit of a unique one. I actually went into radio um, in the mid-90s and decided that I wanted to take my listeners outside. So I invited all my listeners to come with me hiking, biking, and rock climbing and doing all these ad adventurous things. And I'd share with them about how they could get involved and give back and care and protect and conserve our natural resources. And before I knew it, I had about 60,000 people that were oh doing all these events. And um, that work then led me to to join the mayor's office and in that program I oversaw volunteer projects and the volunteer projects were all around sustainability. A lot of storm mitigation, waterway cleanups, tree plantings, rain garden plant plantings and things like that. Um, and then that led me into a broader sustainability element. So I'm as the sustainability director in the mayor's office and now the work I do, I'm able to integrate volunteerism. I work a lot with radio and mobilizing our citizens to help and then just getting people outdoors to understand the value of nature and our environment. Well, I mean, that's so important to spread the word and to have that ability to, to do it over the radio, I, th I, th I think is a, is a great tool. So is there anything else you want to add? Otherwise, I, you know, I really appreciate you taking the time. Well, I think that what's interesting is sustainability is relatively new, but also not that new of a field, but it should be fun and it should be impactful and it can be what you want it to be. I mean, every city has its own nuances, every culture does too, but so does every environment and every, um, every place you go. So I would say that there's ample opportunity to do what you think is best for the communities and for the planet. Oh, that's great. Thanks. Thanks, Laurel. We re really appreciate your time. Thank you.